Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Refresh My Pockets. So, Hurricane Ian took us away from each other for a little bit, um, but we're back and we're ready to get started on some new topics. Um, I want to talk about today's topic, which is common mistakes students or parents make when um, completing anything regarding financial aid. So this topic is going to be about all different subjects, but the common mistakes that we have. As I always mention, my disclaimer, if you have any questions um, that I haven't answered throughout this podcast or any other episodes, definitely comment um, either in the app itself. Uh, If you're on Spotify, they have a questions feature where you can ask questions. Um, If you're on Instagram, you can always uh, DM me or write under the episode topic that you want to talk about. Um, you can always um, just email me as well, but the links for the, all that information will be in the podcast description. So feel free to contact me. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Let's get into the topic for today. Alrighty, so some common mistakes uh, people make with financial aid. The first one I want to mention is when it comes to loans, a lot of people, once they accept their loans, they think that's it. Uh, most universities, that's not it. You have to go onto the student aid website and complete your entrance counseling and your mastery promissory note. Most people just complete the entrance counseling or just complete the mastery promissory note, but you have to complete both of them to get financial aid. And, you know, it may say accepted on your um your financial aid summary but if you don't do these two things you are definitely not going to get any financial aid loans um, when it comes time to pay out your classes so definitely make sure you do this most schools send out an email um, after you completed uh, or accepted these awards and a lot of students don't check on their emails they're just not used to that at first um, coming from high school or anything um, and they miss this note that you have to complete these things but uh, just be mindful after completing or accepting your loans. Uh, there is an entrance counseling for you to complete and a mastery promissory note. Um, I kind of went in more detail on what these things were in a uh, previous episode um, labeled loans. So if you want to know what are these things, you can definitely go back to those episodes um, and get a better description of what those two things are and why you would have to complete them for your loans. Uh, the next thing is a lot of parents call into the office for their student and of course that's because most students are fra- fairly new uh, to the college setting and just responsibilities uh, so the parents try to get involved at least a freshman year to kind of help things smooth out that is always the first semester is always the hardest semester so it's understandable to for parents to want to you know chime in a little bit so um, most schools or all schools have a privacy release form that you have to complete for um, your parents to be able to talk or for the parents to talk for the student. And a lot of parents do not know this. Um, some parents say, hey, my child is 17. Why do they, they're underage, they're not 18 yet. Why um, can I speak on their behalf? Well, as soon as they get to university level, they are an adult in our eyes. So they have to complete a privacy release form to let you um, speak on their behalf. Um, a lot of different, a lot of schools do it differently. Um, most of the schools I worked at, uh, the university has their own 
um, and then you have to do one specifically for financial aid. Uh, these are all, you know, due to FERPA laws. Uh, we just have to get permission from the student to give you information. And some parents get frustrated by this. They've been on hold for hours. And then we tell them that we can't give them information. We can only give them general information. And a lot of times, you know, you want specific information relating to your student. Uh, so make sure you do that privacy release form. Have your student do it, actually. Um, not you. But uh, different schools have different methods for it. So ask them what it is. And um, make sure it's specifically for financial aid. Because you may do one for the overall university or a different office. And um, that won't help you for when it comes to financial aid. You got to do it. And sometimes it takes time to process. Uh, I know the university I work at, it takes about 48 hours to process. So if you have urgent questions before that payment deadline, make sure you complete this form beforehand, please. Hope you enjoyed that mini break. My next thing is going to talk about is accepting awards, so accepting loans. A lot of people or students don't understand that you have to go in and accept your loans. They're not automatically accepted for you. The reason being is if you, if we were to accept them and you didn't want them, that would cause big problems. So you have to go into your account, your student account, um, under the financial aid tab usually, and just click accept. You can either accept a partial amount or a full amount. It's up to you as a student how much you want. Remember, there are fees that are um, connected to these loans when you accept them. So understand what the fee is and make sure that you're accepting the right amount. A lot of students make that mistake as well after not accepting them, not understanding that there's also a fee, origination fee that's um, applied to your account, which makes your, le your loan that you accept go to a lesser amount. So if you're trying to set a specific amount for your balance for the university, you have to calculate that fee amount so that you can accept the right amount and not be short three, four dollars when it comes to payments for um, university costs or any other cost that you want to apply it to. So I wanted to make that clear. Make sure you go in, accept those loan offers. Grants are usually automatically accepted for you, but when it comes to those loans, you do have to go ahead and accept them yourself, whatever amount that may be and for whatever semesters you may want to accept them for. Some people leave them blank for the full year. They don't want them. So you can always do that as well. You don't have to accept your loans if you don't want to accept your loans. They won't be touched or moved most of the time. Some people leave the option open to themselves because they never know if they want to accept it later in the semester. You can always accept loans later in the semester as well. Most schools, at least a week before classes end, you can still accept your loans. So just be mindful of that. The next thing is completing the terms and conditions. Some schools, not all schools, have a terms and conditions. Kind of illustrates the loan offers, uh, the scholarship that you have, the grants that you have. It kind of has the outline to what you need, what GPA you might need, what credit hours you may need for that award. So you have to go ahead and accept them. Uh, those are uh, terms and conditions. Most people accept them, not decline them, but you have the option to do either or. And um, just letting you know, like, hey, you're not going to get your money if you don't do these terms and conditions. Like I said, some universities have this option, some don't. 
make sure you check your student account under financial aid to see if you have these terms and conditions for your university so your aid won't be held back. Learn and navigate through that student aid, uh, financial aid page that you have for university because that will be your best friend and will make sure that you don't miss things when it comes to things that you have to accept. Next thing is most students don't check if they're chosen for verification. Some, at least 30% of the people who complete the FAFSA are chosen for verification. So though it's not a high percentage, you may be chosen for verification. So take yourself and go ahead and check if you're chosen for verification. Most universities have the verification documents listed on your um, financial aid tab or financial aid section, you'll know. If you aren't sure, definitely call the university and talk to the financial aid office and ask them, hey, I just wanna double check. Was I chosen for verification? No one's gonna be upset with you if you call and ask that question, because um, that's always a quick answer, yes or no. Um, and then you can ask them, hey, what do I have to turn in? And they'll definitely be happy to help you with that. Uh, financial aid officers, advisors, financial aid assistants, administrators, we don't want to keep the money. The money doesn't come to us. We want you to have all your money. So whatever we can do to help you, we will do it. So definitely check with your university and check and see if you have verification because the verification process is very lengthy. It can go from six to eight weeks. It can go to two weeks. It can go for months if you have to ask uh, IRS for certain documents. So just make sure you get started on that as soon as possible. Another uh, mistake students make is they don't check the right location to send their scholarship checks. They usually send it to the cashier's office. Different schools have different names for the cashier's office, but sometimes it delays the process of your scholarship check from being processed. So make sure you double check you're sending it to the right place. Not all universities ask you to send it to the university. Some places have drop boxes, PO boxes, different things that process it for them. So just be mindful of this. Um, and make sure your, your transcripts are in, your college transcripts, those official transcripts. That can hold your financial aid back. Next, we'll talk about completing your academic activity. Most universities, by law, have to on the first week of classes, get a report from your teacher, your professor, letting them, letting us know, financial aid know that you reported to class because you can't get money if you don't come to class. So make sure you do that first week academic activity, whatever it may be. It may be a discussion board. It may just be you clicking a box saying, I have attended. Whatever it is for your class, make sure it gets completed. And if your professor doesn't mention it, you don't see it on the first week of class, you mention it to them because that will hold back your financial aid. Some universities have freshly new administrators or professors that don't know about this rule or just it just bypasses for them and they don't think about it. That will hold up your financial aid. Regardless if it's a professor mistake, you will need to make sure that it is completed. So just having the knowledge of that you need this, get it done. Speak to your professor if it's not done. Thank you. Next and last thing I want to mention is disbursements. A lot of students think that their bill will be paid before their classes start, and that's not the case. So 
pretty much the way it works is we have to verify that you are a student and you are taking classes at the said university that you um, apply for financial aid at. We won't be able to do that until after what is called the add drop week or uh, period because you can always add and drop classes so your aid can fluctuate at any time. So there's not a chance that we can award you beforehand because you can always make these changes to your classes. So it's not until after that add drop deadline is when you'll typically see your awards placed onto your account. Most schools that I've worked at is typically two weeks after classes start, that's when you'll start to see your disbursements start to go through. So just be mindful of that. Um, if you are confused, about disbursements and how that works definitely speak to your university um, and ask them what are the deadlines and specifics to their disbursements but most schools is two weeks after classes start that's when you start to see your disbursements um, and this is for public universities uh, i've heard private universities uh, typically work in a different manner so this is typically a rule for public universities where it comes to you get your awards after you started your classes. So after your classes have been paid, typically that's when you'll see your refund come through and that's when you can you know, do as you please with it. But sometimes after the disbursement happens, it takes a while, I would say one to three business days, depending on your bank, for your disbursement or your refund, sorry, goes to your uh, direct deposit account. Most universities, if you haven't set up direct deposit, you will get a check in the mail. Whatever mailing address that you have in your local, uh, as your local address, that is where they will mail that check to. So if you're at a university and you have your parents' address as your mailing address, that is where it will be sent. It will not be sent directly to your dorm or the class, the, the apartment that you are living in your current um, time just be mindful of that so typically most students do the direct deposit route but they don't think about it so they never set it up so make sure you set up that direct deposit as soon as possible whether I would say you know that you're gonna get a refund or not it's up to you to do this but I recommend it so now this concludes this episode I did want to mention that I will be starting a new series financial literacy series and uh, I'm excited so if you do have any questions about financial aid you can definitely still put them um, here in the comments or ask me questions DM me you can still do these things I'm just letting you know that I am done at the moment for the topic of financial aid and we're moving on to financial literacy so stay tuned for that intro episode coming up next have a great one, y'all.